It's about time someone gets real. Bro, are you sure we're even supposed to be listening to this? Welcome to the Church Misfit Podcast with motivational and thought-provoking content designed to push you further personally, professionally, and spiritually. If this don't move you, you might be dead. Here's your host, Catalyst Collective founder, Joe Elliott. All right, we are here at National Youth Workers Convention 2019. This is the second year we've seen you guys, and I'm super excited just to come together and uh, hear more about your story over the past year, where you guys are at, what you're doing, and uh, where God's taking you. So immediately last year, we saw the sign. <laughs> the sign caught our eye. It's yeah. less like hippos and more like honeybees. That's right. Yeah, Life you can't motto. just pass that and not ask a question. Right? Like, right. you have to be completely lazy to, like, look at what is that? Oh, I got that figured out and keep walking. No, <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, and so that's what we were hoping with this whole thing that as people walk by, they, you know, they would almost walk by, but then curiosity would take over. Yeah, they like, would turn and, what, what does that mean? And so yeah. the whole idea with less like hippos and more like honeybees is, man, hippos are consumers. They eat 110 pounds of vegetation every day, which is the size of the average seventh grader. I mean, they're just. I, like, I was just thinking that. <laughs> That's my 12 year old son. You yeah. were thinking which seventh grader you <laughs> yeah, can feed yeah. to a hippo. Exactly. <laughs> and so they're just the ideal of a consumer. Yeah. And man, so often in the church, that's how we view discipleship, right? If we think if we can just get young people to sit and consume information, whether we're entertaining them or speaking truth into them. And, and those things are good, right? But so often it's just passive learning. And what we're seeing is, man, that doesn't result in a faith that, that lasts, right? And then we see young people walking away from the church. We see youth pastors and their families being burnt out all over the place. And so what could it look like if we could flip the script on discipleship? So looking at young people less like consumers and more like honeybees, more like creators. So that, that's the heart of Christian Endeavor. We're trying to help churches really see discipleship differently. And this isn't some type of new approach, but really getting back to biblical discipleship of really unleashing mm-hmm. that God-given creative potential in young people. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. That's when we see it come to life. I know like even here in Tampa, I had a big old lunch, a big old fish sandwich, like to savor the local mm-hmm. culture and now i'm feeling the heaviness i need to go do something with that yeah. i need to burn that off like we're made to consume and then produce that's right. this rhythm mm-hmm. yeah and so and we see in most of our churches young people just getting fatter and fatter right I mean, they're just consuming and consuming and again that's good good stuff that they're learning fun events that they're participating in but they're, they're not doing anything with it yeah, yeah. How, how do i apply it right you know, we've talked about like the spiritual buffet how we're all just there like loading up. What do I like? What tastes good? How can I get more of that? But when it comes to application, when it comes to actually like putting in the hard work, that's where the church is missing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. so what is Christian Endeavor? So what are you guys yeah. into? What are you doing right now? Yeah, Dave, let's just yeah. speak to that. Well, Christian Endeavor is actually, it's a, it, it's a global ministry. Okay. So by God's grace, two weeks ago, uh, Christian Endeavor started in Rwanda. Oh, wow. And really? It was a 35th country around the world where Christian Endeavor and its principles are actively being applied. And so fortunately, we've uh, we've been blessed to just see God just just taking this this concept of going deeper 
and doing more than just the entertainment, attractional-based ministry, uh, it's actually causing us to be in a position where we're going, wow, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, let's hold on with white knuckles right. uh, because we're having more and more interest all the time, both in the United States where we rebirthed in 2012 uh, and are slowly growing that ministry here by God's uh, divine hand, but also around the world as it's, it's really, really taken off in a lot of places. So that's exciting. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, ha, ha, okay, God, mm-hmm. here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trusting him for the next steps and uh, being wise and listening to him. But, I mean, we're definitely seeing growth, but it's also challenging us to just continue to say, we mm-hmm. want to be a, a ministry that is faithful, that mm-hmm. grows, mm-hmm. not a growing ministry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. for us as a staff, going deeper in our relationship with the Lord, challenging each other, you know, with how we're, how we're growing deeper by studying God's Word, our time in prayer, those kind of things, even challenging leaders globally just to say, hey, uh, how are we chasing after God as He is blessing with the growth? So it's easy, I think, to lose track of what you're truly needing to be focused on. So we're really trying to be intentional about that as a ministry. Yeah, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that's the heartbeat of every nonprofit, every ministry here. Mm-hmm. I mean, just that, that faithful growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so well, I think that the heart of what we are trying to do is we believe in young people so much. And they have such incredible spiritual potential. Um, but we want them to, to see them discipled and mentored in the local church. Mm-hmm. So, and that, yep. that really takes a, a reframing for a lot of adults. You know, I think there's so many adults who love students so much that they want to provide something for them or do things for them. But man, we almost need to, to have the adults pull back and let the students take action, right? Mm-hmm. And in that way, the adults become, become coaches and equippers rather than, than the doers. And so we are so passionate about helping adults in local churches catch that vision. Yeah, Yeah, if I could just interject there, Josh, somebody came by the booth just yesterday and said, is it even possible? Is it even really possible to get young people engaged doing ministry this way? And I looked at him and I said, everyone else has figured this out. That's Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. The church is the one place that hasn't figured it out. Mm -hmm. And you, you use the example in the, in the U.S. military. Mm-hmm. To fly an F-16, you essentially graduate high school and then go through a few years of training, and guess what? You are flying an $18.8 million bird. Mm-hmm. And we will allow someone late teenage years, early 20s, to do that task. I have, uh, my wife and I have four children. Our third child is a senior. Last year as a junior, she was on the uh, junior class committee. Mm-hmm. And so part of their responsibility was to plan every detail of the annual prom. Now we think, oh, isn't that nice and cute? The, the teenagers get to go plan their prom. But $65 a person, mm-hmm. each person, and you know, there's all the estimates out there of how much a person spends on prom, mm-hmm. but many of them are, are dumping some serious cash probably well over a hundred dollars for their outfits and this kind of stuff some of them even much more and you add up all of this stuff they essentially planned an entire event that was a six-figure event yeah mm-hmm. and we won't even let the young people lead <laughs> yeah. the prayer right, right. Right. Come on, right. yeah, yeah. 
I mean, yeah, and, that's and, it. And, and yeah. so this is what we're dealing with. They are capable. Absolutely. Uh-huh. We just have to be willing to pry our bony adult fingers off of the ministry mm-hmm. and trust that this is their ministry mm-hmm. if we can appropriately unleash them to lead it. Oh, man, that's so good. Mm-hmm. I know that like plays to all my control issues. <laughs> I just want to step in and, and, and make it happen or make right sure they're okay. But yeah, I think there's power to that. Yeah. Yeah, and the adults are so essential in that as coaches, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you don't have coaches for a team, Mm -hmm. it falls apart. So we're not saying adults are unnecessary, but... No, not at all. Man, there's a place for adults to empower and coach young Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you look at Scripture, the disciples did almost nothing but fail. They failed, they failed, they failed. Somehow they failed forward, Mm -hmm. and then Jesus left, and you're thinking, man, we're, we're, we're left with 11 dudes that are cowering in the back of a room. How is this going to work out? Mm-hmm. And they, they changed the world. Mm-hmm. And so we get this thing in our mind. It's like, well, if we control it all, somehow, magically, the Holy Spirit is going to jump out of his time capsule inside of someone, maybe 25, maybe 28 years old, and they'll be passionate about the church. And it's not happening, which is why they're walking. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I think what you guys do, what you're talking about, gives them an opportunity to start to walk this out in a way that's real, where they see where their faith and how the Holy Spirit can connect to what they do directly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to keep them there. I mean, that's a sticky Mm -hmm. factor right there. Right. That's good. So looking at youth and youth culture, I mean, Mm -hmm. what you guys have learned over the last year, what have you all been wrestling with as an organization? Yeah. So much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a, a lot for sure. Well, because as you alluded to, it's been a year of almost exponential growth for us. Mm-hmm. And I think we're just seeing there is a huge need for intentional discipleship. Um, mm-hmm. And so what we've wrestled with, though, is how do we communicate that in a, a cultural landscape where most churches are attractional or kind of entertainment driven? And, and those are kind of the standards of success. Mm-hmm. And th- this idea of being intentional Mm-hmm. and methodical and releasing control to young people, uh, it's, it's not super sexy. So how, we've really wrestled with how do we communicate that in a way that's tangible for youth leaders and works for churches to make them healthier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, I was communicating with, uh, uh, with a youth worker at a, a large church, uh, a church that uh, many people would go, wow, wouldn't it be nice if we had, you know, at this church there's... Uh, 300 active teenagers uh, and and so I'm talking with this guy and and asking him targeted questions about what they do to help young people live out their faith every day and he started talking about the several paid staff that they have and how they they put together an incredible midweek program and how they they have an awesome Sunday morning program and their retreat every year that they do it's like it's like second to none I mean, all of this stuff is talking about, and it is so, so great. He got to the end of talking about that, and I said, said, dude, uh, that's great, and I know your ministry. It is awesome, Mm -hmm. but you didn't answer my question. And he looked (laughs) at me, and I said, I asked, how do you help them live out their faith every day? I said, you've got a gymnasium. You've got a cafe. You have everything a youth pastor would salivate to have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are you doing that? And he looked at me after a pause, and he said, Dave, 
we're doing absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him. I said, if you aren't doing that, I said, who is? Yeah. And one of the things that we've learned this past year as there's more and more interest is there's more interest because the models that have been put out there are not working. Yeah. Yep. And we're confirmed of that from what we've seen and heard this past year. Yeah. I mean, I think we're seeing that like as a church culture across the board. You got Chan writing that, that book, Letters to the Church, and asking the question, have we created something that Jesus never intended for this to be? Mm-hmm. And youth ministry is an extension of that. Was it was Jesus trying to create something with smokes and lights and videos, this, that, and the other? We have to eat something crazy? Or was he looking for like real life change? How does what I do on a Sunday or a Wednesday affect how I live on Tuesday? Mm-hmm. And so that is awesome. What, like, practical... So I have a youth group back home in Texas. Yeah, awesome. And how, how, would I, how do I start living this out? Yeah, well, we've got good news, and that is that the God's already in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. We've oh, actually, we, we, we know. That. You know, yeah, I, I, we've, met, we've met a few Christians that are actually yeah. Texan. Yeah. 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 So that's good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I got so excited about that. I forgot the question. So I, I'll, I I'll let you go, Josh. <laughs> I think it's really the intersection of the greatest commandment and the great commission. Okay. Right. So how do we help students live right in the midst of loving God? with everything that they are, every day, every place, and then going, mm-hmm. right? So committing all that they are and then engaging their faith and taking action. Uh, we want to see students take action and, and be active and engaged, but, man, we need to develop their character. Yeah. Um, and so I think we need to make that as tangible as possible. Even with my little kids at home, you know, they, they love Jesus, and I say, well, okay, how do you live for him? Uh, I don't know. I mean, because we just kind of say, well, live for Jesus and love Jesus. Well, Christian Endeavor, we say it comes down to the, the daily rhythms of your life, your daily habits. And we talk about pray, study, serve, share, and worship. Mm-hmm. Five simple things. But, man, it's like way that young people can really check themselves each day as they get up, say, all right, pray, study, serve, share, worship. That's what this day is going to be about. Mm-hmm. When they go to bed, man, how did I do? And how can I do better tomorrow? So it starts with a heart check for, and making that tangible for young people. And then, man, turning the youth ministry over to them. Yeah, yeah, so true. So true. The thing that, the thing that we can't do for you is help you create a loving and caring atmosphere that is going to allow them to feel is socially acceptable to them. That belonging sense that they'll get from that Mm -hmm. if if you're not creating that it doesn't matter what model you use but assuming that you are doing the hard work to make young people feel that connection that they are cared about when they come into your setting and then you apply the Christian Endeavor concepts of commit and engage those two stages things can take off Uh, just, just a personal story. I mean, we rebirthed the, the ministry in the United States in 2012. It had been going great around the world, but in the U.S., it had all but died out. And it was time for a reboot, and we rebirthed it with the modern edge that we have today. And the first church that started was actually where, uh, where, youth, uh, where, uh, where Josh was the youth pastor. Awesome. And 
when we first started talking about this, it was so cool because <laughs> the commit part connects to this kind of pledge promise that has those five, those five ideas, those five practices in it. And when I first talked to Josh, Josh was like, man, a, a pledge promise. I, I just don't know if young people are going <laughs> to go to that. Right. Because he, he is like, wow, you know, the bar is kind of set here for young people, and let's hope that they can step over it. It was so cool because within a year of us meeting together and going through this, he became the walking poster child for the pledge. Yeah. He's like, the pledge is everything. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> they painted it on the wall and had students like put handprints and right. put their name because they got so engaged and he saw young people going to new levels in their faith because they were challenged. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. So I don't know if Love that's helping it. you out there for mm. your uh, life in Texas. Nice. So good. I got to paint this on my wall. <laughs> yes. I hear yes. you. <laughs> I love it. Um, building those disciplines, like building those spiritual muscles. That's right. So that they can go out and carry that good news. I think it's so good. Um, so what's next for Christian Endeavor? Where do you guys go from here? Wow. Rwanda. Yeah. <laughs> and beyond. Yeah, we are. We're very blessed by the people that are involved around the world and also here in the U.S. And we have a list of different in intentional goals that we continue to lay before the Lord to try to make sure that they're his goals and not ours. And that's always a challenging walk to walk. And we cover your prayers on that. But uh, definitely seeing the, the core materials of Christian Endeavor translated into more languages because, uh, man, we just we have people beating down our door for for these materials in different places and so that's that's a task that we have before us trying to train more people that can be intentional trainers whether it's in new pockets across the u.s or in in other cultures that's that's a huge piece but uh but it's something i said earlier in the podcast and that is the intentionality of going deeper for us individually as those that are connected mm -hmm. as we're trusting the Lord as he is taking us for a broader impact mm -hmm. is so important because too many things culturally as we swim in the cultural soup that we have here in the U.S. tend to go broader and broader and broader until we're stretched so thin and then our character is not developed to a place where we can sustain that spiritually and so that's the challenge that we have, but it's also where we see God taking us. I, I feel like I've been blessed because I feel like our staff is becoming increasingly more vulnerable with one another. Just being willing to, to say, hey, here's where I am on the journey, and how do we support, pray for one another? Uh, you know, just how's your family back home as we're connecting, that kind of thing. That maybe isn't the kind of thing that's getting everybody excited out, about, out there about you know, oh, what's the newest and greatest, you know, ministry idea? It's really pretty simple. You know, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength to the best of your ability and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And, mm -hmm. and as we journey together, humbly, as sometimes we're failing, but we just build each other up and mm -hmm. try to point in that direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. Mm -hmm. So how can we... Or our community get connected to what you guys are doing. Yeah. Do you yeah. guys are you, so you're doing camps, work, uh, curriculum? It sounds like speaking. What are the different ways people engage? Yeah. 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 So we uh, have workshops we provide as okay. well as one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, okay. And so we again really try to empower the local church. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're kind of willing to say wherever a church is at, 
if they're open to be more intentional as they disciple their students, we want to resource them in that way. Gotcha. Um, we've intentionally shied away from developing curriculum because there's just so much great curriculum out there. Mm-hmm. And our heart is just to, again, kind of tweak the way churches see that. So mm-hmm. use great curriculum, write great curriculum, but unleash students to do that. If yeah. students are leading the small group questions or students are leading the prayer discussion times, and that, that's really the tweak in that that I think yeah. is going to unleash students. Um, and, man, the best way for people to get connected with us is through our website and our social media channels. Um, so ChristianEndeavor.com or .org? Or what, Actually, what CE Works. C- okay, I knew it wasn't. Works. Okay, so CE Works. Works. Dot faith. Dot faith. CE Works. Dot faith. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's and then what are your handles on social? CE Works Faith. That's the way. Just one last thing on that whole curriculum thing. Uh, download Youth Ministry. Shut down one Wednesday night. And I don't know if that's an ur- urban legend, but because so many people were trying to download their lesson oh. at the last minute. <laughs> all right. So we'll have, che- have to check that source and see, yeah. see if that's true. But that, yeah. that rumor is at least out there and it right. makes us all, all chuckle. But we've all known the youth worker that is scrambling and throwing their things together at the last minute. Right. Uh, and, and that all happens in the midst of, uh, of life sometimes. But it's said that the average writing is actually at a seventh grade level. Mm-hmm. And so things are written at a seventh grade level. Some adults, if they are really honest, know they do not put near the time and prayer and investment into their lessons. Yeah. And yeah. yet we think, oh, we can't let a young person teach because... You know, we won't be do- giving credit to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Young people can be trained to use the proper tools mm-hmm. to study Scripture, go deeper in Scripture. And it's some of those students that are the ones that, that they ask so many questions, they scare the heck out of you as a mm-hmm. youth worker mm-hmm. because it's like, man, they're going to ask me something I don't know, right, so I better right. really study. Well, they're some of the ones, like, turn them loose on, right. on, on teaching give them opportunities, but just don't throw them out there. Walk right. alongside, and it's like such a rich, amazing opportunity. I, I've seen it happen. Yeah. I see it work, and it takes them deeper. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's fun. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. And thank you guys for the work you're doing. Thank you for innovating. Thank you for thinking outside the box and just, like, problem solving, not doing the same old thing yeah. over and over again, but willing to step out and and uh analyze the problem and then jump back in with a solution is it's cool stuff yeah well, not giving up on this next generation but yeah. challenging loving and serving Absolutely. walking alongside them so yeah. yeah thanks so much for having us here guys we appreciate of course. it it's yeah. a pleasure yeah, yeah, yeah looking just, forward to it i'm excited to yeah. see that beard next year <laughs> oh man well, yeah, it's oh, keep going. <laughs> right yeah uh, yeah so the next podcast is on beard care you said yeah yeah, yeah. josh Tools is gonna lead that yep done beautiful <laughs> yeah yeah and we you will know. just <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so good thank you so much we were honored to just have a chance to be with you so thank you our pleasure right. thanks guys for more free content from joe and his team of church misfits visit www.catalystcollective.community